Welcome back to All Over the Place with Lane Fable. I'm your host, Lane Fable, and this week we have an impromptu episode with the Kathy Fable again and my best friend, Caitlin Ivory, basically the last two episodes combined. We were sitting around the kitchen island and my mom was about to tell a story about a little traumatic happening with the nanny when I was eight months old and I had my microphone downstairs for a job and I was like, wait a minute, let me pull these over and we just decided to record it. So let me know what you guys think. When I said that if you find my content online, you'll know way too much about my life. This is what I meant. So uh, enjoy. But how do you even preface this? This woman's lucky she's not dead. So back, first of all, Lane was a preemie. When she was born, she was only three pounds. 14 ounces. 14 ounces, yeah, that's true. So she was born at 30 I couldn't weeks. breathe and I couldn't eat. She was born at 30 weeks when most pregnancies go to 40 weeks. So she was definitely an early arriver, overachiever. And we had a wonderful nanny uh, who was leaving us. So we were out searching for nannies and I only hired nannies through nanny agencies. We did criminal checks and I always found that credit checks taught you a lot about a nanny. We had interviewed probably a half dozen nannies and we fell upon this woman. Um, I'll say names if you bleep them out. Yeah, sure. So we, we interviewed this woman who was a nanny for an attorney in Westchester, single mom, who had a two-year-old daughter, and her name was J She was a Mormon from Utah. Just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kate, we're not just leaving it. So we interviewed a number of people, and this woman came across, I mean, she was probably about 30 years old in her early 30s, and she had worked for a nanny. She came with great references. She came from this nanny agency called the Blue Ribbon Nannies, which was like a joke. Bullshit. And uh, we wound up hiring her. And within, I would say, the first week, I really felt that there was something wrong. Every time I left for work, Lane was like flipping out. She was like, ah, like outstretching her arms and like trying to grab me so I wouldn't leave. And this was like a sudden thing she was always kind of happy and she would you know she ha had always had her own musical gig going on she was always humming songs and still am follow uh, me on spotify for my playlist and suddenly her demeanor changed so i said to mark you know i, I think there's really something wrong and he's like you're crazy you know give the woman a chance and i said no 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 there's really something wrong so this was the first week and we wound up this woman left one night and she would take we had a pathfinder she would take our car and drive to wherever she left at seven o'clock at night and mark had um an early morning meeting and he was kind of up early and nervous about it and he was up at five in the morning and she wasn't back and it turns out she drove up and came in at seven in the morning and which we thought was really weird because we thought yes she did live with us she was a living nanny and that weekend while she was away, she went away that weekend. And while she was away, we had the guy who did the security in my office come in and install nanny cams throughout the house. And at the time, nobody was quite sure if a nanny cam was, you know, nanny cameras where you had these hidden cameras throughout your house. No one was quite sure if that was legal or not. And basically, we were kind of winging it. At that point, I didn't care if it was legal. Like if you could do that in your own home? if you could record somebody without them knowing. 
And it turns out that it it is legal as long as one person knows they're being recorded. So for instance, you cannot, somebody can come into my house and record us without one of us knowing. Okay, but if you installed it at that time, it was legal. Yes, it was legal. Yeah, because it wasn't a common place back then. I mean, now there are cameras everywhere. So Monday rolls around, everything's installed. It was things like cameras and smoke alarms. Um, you would have never known. It's not as obvious, you know, as the cameras today, as the surveillance cameras. So we record for one day and we come home, day one. And the first thing I do, this was during VHS times. And the first thing we do is I go <laughs> up to my bedroom and I take the tape out and I pop it into the television and I start watching. And I watch it over and over and over because I couldn't believe what I saw. So this is day one oh and God. the cameras are recording eight different locations in the house and they're rotating. So imagine a split screen where you can see multiple cameras. And then I zoom in on Lane who you see us leaving in the morning and then we wind up um, coming home I guess about four o'clock I had called and I was checking in on things and I'm coming home and I call her and I tell her I'm coming home and you see her scurrying around the house and you know throwing stuff all over and just some crazy things going on simultaneously all day long you see Lane after we leave they put her back in her crib she puts her back in her crib and you see Lane lying down, standing up, shaking the side of the crib, banging on the walls, lying down, standing up, crying, kicking her feet, Holy banging shit. on in the dark the whole day. No food, no diaper changing, nothing. And then she takes my dad's the, acting it out right now. And then <laughs> she takes then she takes Lane out of her crib. As you're coming home. When she knows we're coming home at about four o'clock. We're not coming home at four, but she knows we're about to come home. So right. now she's scurrying around as if she had been working her ass off all day. And she takes Lane out and literally Frisbee's a piece of American cheese at her. The kids had no bottle, no diaper, no nothing all day. And literally wow. Frisbee's a piece of American cheese at her. And Lane's eight months old at the time. American so she cheese. couldn't really tell us what was going on. And I hate American cheese now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> she loves American cheese. <laughs> so then you see us come in and it's as if she was working all day. And, That's terrifying. And straightening things out all day. But the moral of the story is you always go with your gut feeling. I knew there was something terribly wrong. And that night Mark begged me. I called my mother-in-law, I told her the story. I called my mother, I told her the story. Everyone was like, just stay away from her. You know, we'll work this out. And I'm like, she is not staying in this house. One more night. It's not happening. And by now it's 11 o'clock at night. So you kicked her ass out. You better believe I oh, did. Oh, this is the best part of the story. So I went downstairs and Mark was like ready to jump me because he thought that I would, you know, yank her out by her hair. You had more to lose. That's true. So Mark stood guard to make sure I didn't beat the crap out of her. <laughs> I could which, imagine. Which I think, uh, I mean, horns spread out of my head and fangs. I mean, it was bad. And basically, I said to her, you need to get all of your stuff. You can either get everything you have and leave tonight, or you can get enough stuff. And this was a Monday. And then you can come back next weekend and get all your stuff. And she's like, what's your problem? And I said, what's my problem? I said, you know what? Now you've got four. Oh, shit. She left. The next day we went to no, the police. She, what? she left that night. 
But didn't wasn't this the you were gritting through your teeth saying stuff to her? I was. You have four minutes to pack your stuff. I was. I was about to kill her. And yeah, wait, I literally, why are we skipping over that? I, I held my hands behind my back and I was gritting my teeth like this. And if my mom grits her teeth when she's talking to you, you run. You <laughs> run as far and as fast as you can I just, because you're fucked. <laughs> you're real fucked. I, I just had the look on my face like, I am going to murder you and it's going to be painful and slow. I That's thought, part two. Isn't that like back. right now? No. Oh. I gave I'm her five minutes to get. You don't know shit. <laughs> I gave her five minutes. You were eight months old. How would you remember? I don't know. I'm scarred. I, I gave her five minutes to get her stuff and leave. Okay. And then come back the following weekend. And I didn't know if videotaping her was legal. I didn't know what. So you didn't, you couldn't say that. No, you I didn't couldn't say that. I didn't. I and I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do with this now. So the following day, I went to the police, and they told me that if I went back and let her do this two more times, that she would be arrested for negligence. But because Mark and I would have gotten arrested had we done it, but because she left Lane in a safe place. AKA the crib. The crib that we, they couldn't arrest her the first time, but three times in a row she'd be in jail. Which is such a bullshit law. Is there some kind of time on, like, how does that work? Is, I don't a know how long. Of hours? I don't know how long the abuse okay. has I, to I'm, be. I'm assuming it was like they could have been like, oh, well, this was just a, a one off day. This was a mistake. But my mom had already seen me act weird for so many days that, that she, my mom was like, no, this has happened before. But the cops are like, you can't prove that. So basically, she comes back. I go it's to the police bullshit. the next day and they tell us what we need to do. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. So now all of her stuff is yeah, still in my then house. You're willing, like you are. You I know gonna you're going to put your kid out. That's yeah, just wasn't ridiculous. Gonna, wasn't and then happen. I would have been even more sensitive. Yeah, we don't need that. <laughs> so the week goes by. Friday rolls around, and she says, "You know, she's coming to get her stuff." And I said, "Okay, great." So she comes over with these two guys, and we lived in this split two level. Men? They were young guys, and she was. She comes back on Friday with these two guys and she goes down to her room and we were in a sugar maple split level which you kind of come in and it's like a half basement it's not really a basement there's windows mm -hmm. and so that was her whole area her whole room and she winds up going in with her two friends and turning the tv on and calling her mother so she's on the phone and the guys at the tv's blasting and my mom's now at the house and my mom's like kathleen do not go down there and I think I lasted about four minutes and I heard them yapping away and I wanted her to get her stuff and leave. So I go downstairs and I said to her, I, first of all, I walked over and I yanked the cord out of the TV. I ripped the phone out of the wall. And oh, I said fuck. to her, and I, I, the two guys are standing there like, what the heck is going on? And I said to her, do me a favor, get your stuff and get out of my house. And of course my teeth were being, were you know, grinding like I was gonna kill her. And- My mom was seeing red. <laughs> fuming, steaming. And the two guys are just looking at me like, Jesus, woman's crazy. And she looks at me and she's like, what's your problem? And I said, what's my problem? I said, did you ever leave my daughter alone unattended for hours in the dark? She said, no. And I said, did you ever leave my daughter without changing her diaper for hours in her crib, without food, without a bottle, with nothing? She said, no. And I said, did you ever see yourself on television? Oh. And she went white as a ghost. And I said, get your shit 
out of my house oh. and she was blind in one eye and i said wait what? yeah wait listen to this i said get your shit out of my house no <laughs> no or i'm gonna blind you in your other eye <laughs> and i meant it so and i believe you would have if she, dad wasn't there she, she packed she packed her stuff up so fast i think within the next 10 minutes her stuff was packed and was out in her dumb friend's truck and <laughs> then i mean to this day i still follow her still to this <laughs> day she's up to she's in she's in uh texas and she has a kid she's married to some old ogre old geezer oh, it's disgusting what makes me so sad is I mean, granted, like you were able to see this and obviously I know you got mad at the mother who had recommended her because I'm sure she fired her for a reason. So being replaced was an issue. But at the same time, it's astonishing at how much this probably happened. I mean, granted, now maybe people have nanny cams, but back then the amount of times that must have happened to kids. So the interesting thing was I did call back the woman who gave her a good reference, whose job she had just left. And I said to her, how could you possibly give this woman a good reference when she left? I mean, she could have harmed my daughter. Right. And she said to me... She did. I'm all sorts of fucked up. No kidding. (laughs) So she said to me, you know... her excuse for getting rid of her and if you like a nanny why would you ever feel that you know your kid really likes the nanny so let me get rid of her so she said that you know her excuse was that she was a single mother and that the nanny and her daughter had gotten too attached so you know she was the mother and wanted to end it meanwhile when when i called her and i thought that was bizarre yeah but meanwhile heard i've worked with families for like many years i've never heard of that so if anything, they're grateful for that. When I called her back, she told me all sorts of stories about how there were condoms under her bed and like all no sorts way. of crazy things. And she just had to get rid of her. And I'm like, that was such a dangerous thing. Then why, when I asked you, you for have- a reference, why didn't you yeah. just tell me that I, there's nothing great I can tell you? And right. she's like, I wanted her out of my house. See, that's sickening. See, that's oh, people. So be somebody else's problem. Yeah, but that's spineless jellyfish. Like, you need to be able to stick up and speak against what's wrong. That's so messed up. Especially when it involves children. How could you, like, go to sleep at night knowing that she'll be somebody else's problem harming their children? I don't know. I think this woman had no conscience either. Yeah, some people are just... That's another thing. If I ever have kids, I don't know if I'll trust anyone watching them. I just... I mean, maybe it's my trauma showing, but like, I swear, I... Maybe it's your bad judgment on some people. Yo, okay, I'm trying to get better at that, Kate. God damn. But I may have to write a memoir <sighs> simply about nanny stories because I've got a load of them. Oh my God, that oh. could be a whole podcast all on its own. My other question is, where were the boys? Was well, she watching them? I like, didn't have Shane at the time. Lane was a baby, so I only Quinn had Quinn. was four in preschool. No, he was five at so this point. So was he just hanging and, out? No, he was four and a half, four, and yeah. he was in preschool. He was in the spring school in a Montessori school all day. Oh, so he was in school. So yeah. she, she was only watching. And it was that difficult to watch? Uh, I guess because she, she, she wasn't was, watching anything. She was sleeping all day. She was sleep deprived from being out all night and then probably hung over and whatever she was into. And wow. yeah. There, uh, there goes my, <laughs> now you guys know what happened to me when I was eight months old. So during this whole time, yikes, big this, yikes, during this, this entire episode of what was going on in that week, I was working with the Howard Stern show and they knew the whole story. No way. And like the Howard Stern. Yeah. And 
Gary Delabate and I were talking about this and um, they were like, you, you got to call in as if you're a caller and tell the story. So they had me call in Wait, at like you did? 6.30 in the morning and tell the story. And Howard knew the story and kind of asked me questions. But it was as if I was calling in just telling nanny nightmare stories because the nanny in Westchester had just gotten off. She had shuck a baby to death. and What? Yeah, there was a, a nanny in Westchester that had um, killed a baby and it was some story that was in the news at the time. My God. So I called in and told the story and people from all over were like, Kathy, was that you? No, I, I, they no reckon they they I yeah, must have gotten at least 25 calls saying, oh my God, I heard you on the Howard Stern show this morning. I think <laughs> that was you, wasn't it? Your voice is very recognizable, I think. Well, unless it's me and you, you were saying you were listening to our last podcast episode and in certain words, you were like, I don't know if you said that or I said that. We did sound a lot alike. <laughs> but the moral of the story is always follow your compass. If something, if your internal compass is, says there's something wrong, there is something wrong. I also think that has a lot to do with mother's intuition. Like there's just something about moms knowing certain things. That's kind of, am it's amazing. It was within a week I knew something was seriously wrong. I got to get my internal week. compass checked because I've been trusting some <laughs> sketchy ass people. Facts. Well, some people don't have an internal compass whatsoever. Not that you don't. No, I do. I've, it's just been snuffed out by some crazies. I don't know. <laughs> or it just teeters a little bit. On anyway, side. with that... <laughs> I've got to go to the gym. All right. Well, thank you so much for this impromptu story. We had a few interruptions. So if, if you didn't follow that perfectly, we can always retell the story at a later time. But Or just follow along. Yeah. Anyways, I love you guys. Thank you, Mom, for coming on and telling the crazy story. We'll have to pick out a new story for uh, another episode, another nanny story. Let us know. I'm on allovertheplace.mp3 on Instagram if you would like more crazy nanny stories because we have a few with Shane and Quinn. Um, but yeah, no, this one was just about me. Poor little eight-month-old Lena. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. Anyways, I uh, hope you guys have a good week. Don't leave your kids with anyone that you don't trust. And if you need a babysitter, hit me up. <laughs> and for some reason, I still eat American cheese. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Impromptu, baby. That's how we do it here and all over the place. You've got to edit that. Just to oh, yeah. I'm going to have to cut a whole bunch out. All right. Love you guys. Bye. That's a crazy story. Yeah, I didn't tell it to the best. That's insane. I didn't tell all the details. But... You didn't tell all the details. What details didn't you tell? You have to bleep out her name. Of course. Of course. There are, there are a couple of other little details. Wait, that's what I was going to say. Actually, it reminds me of how we know someone who had a babysitter over while we were there. And the babysitter leaves and the parents, you know, reconvene after their night out and like see how their kids asleep and like the recap that the babysitter gives. And it was just so interesting to see parents be like, I like her. Like she was a good babysitter, but there's something off about her. Something is just strange in the way she like talks to us. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, you could just tell. And I, I was like, right away. wait, you knew? Yes. Talking to the mic. That girl freaked me the fuck out. No way. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I got to get my internal compass check. God damn. <laughs> All right. I got to go. Bye. <laughs>